Hi everyone, I'm Kristen Uhlenbrock, host of Coal at Sunset. We've reached the halfway point in our eight-part series, and our fifth episode will be out, like usual, on Monday, December 6th. But in the meantime, if you're looking for a little extra weekend listening, we thought we'd share an episode produced by our friends at CityCast Denver. CityCast Denver is essential Denver listening. Every weekday, journalist and activist Bree Davies dives into the stories and issues that matter most. Each episode features in-depth conversations with artists, politicians, activists, and leaders who make the city great. If you've enjoyed Coal at Sunset and you like getting a wide variety of perspectives on government, policy, arts, and culture from some of the most interesting people in the city, you'll love CityCast Denver. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Today, we're resharing their story from late September, examining sidewalks. Yes, sidewalks. Denver's sidewalks are in a sorry state. And that's if you're lucky enough to live in a neighborhood that even has them at all. They're broken, crumbling, and in desperate need of repair. But who should pay for that? It's a trickier question than it may seem. As you'll hear, this topic is a great example of how hyper-local policies can have big impacts on our daily lives. I hope you enjoy. Today on CityCast Denver. I don't know if you've noticed, but our sidewalks are in pretty terrible shape. They're so bad that the Denver Streets Partnership estimates that it would take 400 years to fix all of the sidewalks at our current funding rate. So neighborhood activists are calling for action. Today is Tuesday, September 28th, 2021. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. There's no sidewalk in front of my house, but my neighbor a few houses down has a sidewalk, but it doesn't lead to anywhere. In fact, my whole block is a messy maze of incomplete, broken, or downright non-existent sidewalks. And it turns out that it's not just my neighborhood that has this problem. There are hundreds of miles of missing sidewalks in Denver. And why is it like this? Well, unlike our roads, which is the city's problem to fix, sidewalks are up to you or the adjacent property owner who's closest to the sidewalk. And that model isn't working too well. The coalition Denver Streets Partnership that advocates for people-friendly streets and sidewalks has decided that enough is enough. So with the help of some neighborhood organizations, they put together a series of community-led tours to demonstrate the missing sidewalk problem. Every single one of these walking tours has been designed and planned by the community members themselves to highlight the challenges they face daily, just trying to walk to school or to the park or to the neighborhood store. That's Denver Streets Partnership Executive Director Jill Locantore. She was attending one of the tours last Friday night that started at the intersection of 13th and Pennsylvania. And if you haven't walked down 13th Avenue that much, you should know that the sidewalks there are incredibly narrow and crumbling. The tours are part of a larger campaign called Denver Deserves Sidewalks, which is calling on the city to come up with a designated fund to build out our sidewalk infrastructure. And where will that money come from? Well, here's what Jill said. 
Yeah, there's a number of models out there from here in Colorado and across the country. For example, in Englewood, there's a voluntary fee that property owners can opt into, and it's just tacked onto their utility bill based on the square footage of concrete in front of their house. So then when their sidewalk needs to be repaired, if they've opted in, the city will pay for the repair and just do it. Something like 98% of the residents in Englewood have chosen to do that because they don't want to be responsible for maintaining major infrastructure. That shouldn't be our job as individual homeowners. That's the job of the city. Now, there is some money for sidewalks that will be up to voters to approve this November. It's part of Mayor Hancock's huge bond package on the ballot this year. But Jill says the money set aside in that bond is not really going to make a dent. Oh, God, no. (laughs) No, you know how many miles of sidewalks the bond is going to build? Six. Do you know how many missing miles of sidewalks we have in the city? It's like 350. That's the problem, is we need a significant dedicated funding source specifically for sidewalks so we can chip away at the problem year after year after year. For a little background, Denver implemented a sidewalk repair program in 2016 with a goal to repair all the sidewalks in the city in 11 years. But four-plus years later, they haven't even finished one district of the city yet. That's why Denver's auditor released a report last year that called the program a failure. And one of the things the auditor recommended was that the city take a look at its current policy that places all of the responsibility for sidewalks on adjacent property owners and reconsider whether that's really meeting our city's goals. He said the city should do that by the end of the year, and the city agreed to do so. So the clock is ticking. It's almost October, and we're hoping to see some movement by the end of the year. This particular tour along 13th Avenue was in Councilperson Chris Hines' district, who was in attendance that evening. As someone who uses a wheelchair, public infrastructure has always been a critical issue for Councilperson Hines. So before I became uh, an elected official, I advocated for uh, transportation access for people with disabilities at the state, uh, at the, the state capitol. Um, and uh, so I actually have a law named after me. Uh, the Chris Hines Act was signed by Governor Hickenlooper in May of 2018 and it was a transportation access bill for, uh, for people with disabilities. So this is my wheelhouse, you know, to use a, a wheelchair joke. As he and producer Alexander McMahon moved along 13th Avenue, it was nearly impossible for them to travel right next to each other because of how narrow the sidewalks are. Plus, it was a Friday night and that strip was bustling. Yeah, but that's another, <laughs> one of the many challenges, yeah. Sorry, thank you. But there are, there are so many challenges with just broken infrastructure and um, one of the biggest things I need to learn as a wheelchair user is how to, how to wheelie over things. Like, like here, here's a, a utility company that just installed, looks like CenturyLink, just installed a box and didn't replace the concrete with light material, which by the way is what they should do. So how come this issue is taking so long to solve, especially when we have council members on board? So there, there are a couple challenges. The first is that we have not meaningfully maintained our sidewalks in like 70 years. You know, back in the 1950s, uh, people, you know, we had a very pedestrian experience in our neighborhoods. And then in the 60s, you know, cars took over and we started only doing infrastructure for cars. And uh, so 
now that we've ignored our sidewalk infrastructure for 70 years, it's gonna cost a lot to fix it. So um, Denver Streets Partnership has estimated between $800 million and $1.2 billion. And so when you think about how our general fund, all of it for everything is $1.5 billion, then we're like, well, you know, I, what do we do? Just not, not have the fire department? You know, do we, do we not have the ambulances? I mean, you know, we have to cut some pretty serious essential services um, if, if, you know, if we really wanted to be strong using our current funding system. So the, one of the biggest issues is coming up with a new funding system. So th this is another interesting example where the curb ramp kind of goes out in the diagonally into the intersection. Yeah. And so in many situations, these diagonal curb ramps mean that I'm in, I just have to go in traffic either way. Yeah. And I intentionally picked the manual chair for tonight uh, just because the, the challenges are worse for people with manual chairs. Speaking of the types of wheelchairs that our neighbors with disabilities use, power chair users have a whole other set of things to worry about while moving along Denver sidewalks. Um, our streets, you know, drivers complain all the time about potholes in the streets and how, you know, it's bumpy, it's going to hurt the suspension in their car, whatever. Well, I'm on these sidewalks and they're bumping around and they're effectively destroying my chair, right? And you know, $36,000 chair that has to go in for maintenance a lot, I mean. But potholes get fixed a whole hell of a lot quicker on the street. The, the median uh, time from report to repair for potholes, at least in the last year's budget conversation, was 2.6 days. And the city's on the hook. Um, you know, if, if it's not repaired and uh, someone trips and falls or, uh, you know, there's a crash because of uh, a pothole, the city's on the hook. City's liable, and, but not with our sidewalk infrastructure. As the tour was wrapping up, Joe Logan Torrey with Denver Streets Partnership said she hopes that these tours remind the mayor, city council, and the Department of Transportation that this issue impacts all residents. It's not sexy, you know, it's not high-speed rail, you know, it's not the train to Boulder, but it affects everybody every day. We're all pedestrians at some point in our day, and we're all suffering from dangerous and, you know, well or not well-maintained sidewalks. If you're interested in attending one of these tours, there's one more tomorrow in Councilmember Paul Cashman's district, which is District 6, at 8 a.m., beginning at the intersection of Steel and Florida. You can also tag the campaign on social media using the hashtag Denver Deserve Sidewalks or hashtag Sad Sidewalks. And here's what else is happening in Denver today. Another update on the Tay Anderson investigation. Denver DA Beth McCann has declined to file criminal charges against Anderson. The Denver Post reports that Denver police brought a sexual assault case against Anderson, but prosecutors determined that they were unable to prove charges beyond a reasonable doubt. This comes after Denver Public School spent $190,000 and five months on its own investigation of Anderson, which also concluded that claims of sexual assault supposedly perpetrated by the school board member were unsubstantiated. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. 
If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us, rate the show wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. And we wanted to give a shout out to listener Matt Duffy. Thanks for supporting the show. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Later. So why do I start every paragraph with so?